Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Welcome to Yale University Healthcasts, brought to you by Yale Health. The future of care is here. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Yale Healthcasts. I'm Dr. Adam Smith, your host, and joining me today in the studio is Dr. Joanne Knudsen, obstetrician in the Department of Obstetrics and Gynecology at Yale Health. Welcome, Dr. Knudsen. Hi, thank you. Today we are addressing the topic of pap smear screening. So I have a list of questions in front of me, uh, the first of which is asking when should women start to consider pap smear testing or when should they get that done? So let's start with that. Okay, so in the past we had started at a younger age, 18 years old, uh, but for the past few years now, our guidelines have recommended we up that age to 21. So uh, currently we start pap smear screening at age 21. After they start their screening, the question, the next question is, how often should they have that done? So they get a normal test versus an abnormal test. Are they are they different intervals? Uh, they are different intervals. Uh, why don't I start first with the normal test? So the interval um, for women ages 21 to 30 is every three years, and 30 years and older. Uh, we now recommend that with the pap smear test that we do HPV co-testing. And therefore, when both these tests are done together, the interval is increased to every five years. Uh, the HPV co-testing adds accuracy to the pap smear test, so there's fewer false negatives. Uh, we're less likely to miss anything. And uh, there's a lot of data and research that's been done in the last decade that's, uh, that shows that spacing them out this far to five years is a safe practice. Uh, I've, I guess I'd like to add one more um, note on that, which That's is true. that uh, we don't do HPV co-testing on women under age 30 because a fair number of women will acquire HPV virus it's from sexual activity um, in their 20s, and they usually will clear it. So doing that testing at that younger age is not um, a benefit, and so we don't recommend it. Yeah, that may be news to some of our listeners that the HPV virus, which has gotten a lot of press over the last several years, is actually cleared. That's right. We, a fair number of women, or most women, will clear the virus from their system. Their immune system will take care of that. Uh, for women where the virus lingers, those are the women where we're looking for it in their 30s, and they have the higher chance of actually going on to develop abnormal cells or dysplasia. If someone has an abnormal pap smear, for how long should they be followed before you consider stopping testing altogether? Uh, okay, that's a good question. So uh, when someone has an abnormal pap smear, uh, if first of all, we look and see if it warrants additional testing, and that additional testing is called colposcopy, and that's done in our office. Uh, we look at a woman's cervix with magnification and take small biopsies or pieces of tissue from her cervix where it's analyzed further. Then we get an idea if she really has any dysplasia or abnormal cells or not. So if she comes out with a negative test, which most women will, majority we don't find anything serious, then uh, for a while those women are monitored closely, and the current frequency is every year, again because we're adding that HPV co-test with their follow-up. For women where we find uh, dysplasia, and we're looking for high-grade dysplasia, uh, they will usually um, need treatment, and they have some closer monitoring as well after their treatment. 
irrespective of whether a woman has had a normal pap smear at every visit for the majority of their life or an abnormal visit, is there an age after which one isn't necessary? So uh, again, it varies on a woman's past history. Uh, If she's always had normal pap smears throughout her life, uh, then we will discontinue her pap smear screening at age 65. Uh, If she had high-grade dysplasia in the past, then um, she needs to be screened for at least 20 more years beyond that point, uh, and so then we consider that. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much takes us through the entire lifespan. (laughs) So thank you very much for joining us today. As always, I encourage our listeners to uh, get in touch with their physician if they do have uh, questions or more urgent uh, clinical matters, and they can reach us through either the Yale Health website or through our main uh, telephone numbers listed on our website. So thank you for joining us. You're welcome. This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.